Sports, Politics, Life, 360 Document Solutions presents Kevin Keatsman Has Issues online at 360documentsolutions.com. All right, who's ready for a little playoff football? I am Saturday afternoon at Arrowhead. Looking forward to going to the game. And there's a chance for some freezing rain, maybe a little bit of snow at Arrowhead Stadium. This could get very interesting between the Chiefs and Jaguars. No guarantee of that. The forecasters are saying it could come in. It should be a colder, grayer day than has been forecast all week long. At one point, it looked like it was going to be close to 50 degrees and possible sunshine on Saturday, but that is gone. We are closer to the day now, and they're saying clouds all day. Precipitation either during the game or right toward the end of the game. I think they're just a little unsure as to when it starts. But wouldn't it be kind of fun if we had a snow game and the Chiefs won? If you knew it didn't affect the Chiefs and hurt the Chiefs, wouldn't it be fun to have a snow game one time in the playoffs? Be a good time. Chiefs and Jaguars, 3.30, Arrowhead Stadium on Saturday afternoon. We're going to completely break this game down and what's important for the Chiefs. And I will give you my picks against the spread. In the other games. I don't like to give picks against the spread in Chiefs games because you're going to do what you do. If you're going to play the game, you're going to play it the way you want to play it. Most Chiefs fans just play the Chiefs, and that is certainly okay. Now, you recall the Chiefs played the Jaguars in the regular season and won 27-17. Patrick Mahomes threw for a boatload of yards on that day. Uh, But the Chiefs had three turnovers and were victim of an onside kick. So, again, special teams for the Jaguars didn't really... I can't really say it kept them in the game. That was one of those games you watched and you never thought the Jags were going to win. They were doing everything they could to win the game, including taking away from the Chiefs three times, knocking out Chiefs players. I thought they played borderline dirty in that game and an onside kick, but the Chiefs still won by 10 points, which says something about the talent level, the schemes, and the experience of these two football teams. What is expected? It also says something about playing at Arrowhead Stadium. One of the keys to this game for the Chiefs, in my opinion, will be Jarek McKinnon, who has been such a huge factor over the last six weeks, eight weeks in the Chiefs offense. I think most people forget how impactful he was last year in that 13-second comeback in overtime against the Bills. That might have been the place where we kind of saw McKinnon really, really bust out. But to be honest, he's really kind of a one-trick pony. He's not a tremendous running back. It's not about handing him the ball. It's the little screens out of the backfield either a screen pass or a swing pass, and McKinnon is very good. If you're the Jaguars, you've got to think now that Jarek McKinnon is no longer some sort of an unknown commodity or a commodity that you don't plan for. He is a backbreaker because he not only moves the chains on important downs, he gets chunks of yards. He gets them a lot of times in the middle of the field. He's known right now for scoring all these touchdowns that he scored, and he's terrific in the Chiefs' offense around the goal line. He's taken a lot of pressure off Travis Kelsey, and, and maybe creates an opportunity for Kelsey to score more in the postseason if they're not paying as much attention to him because they're worried about number one. But, man, what I see him do a lot of times is the Chiefs may be at their own 40-yard line, and he gets a 16-yard gain on some sort of a swing pass or a screen pass, and now all of a sudden the Chiefs are in field goal position. It's that crossing over from you're in your own area into the scoring zone where I've seen McKinnon just do some wonderful things for the Chiefs, where the defense plays sometimes a little loose, and don't want to give up the big play in the middle of the field, that's where McKinnon can pop you for a double-digit gain and put the Chiefs in scoring situations. We'll keep our eye on number one and see what the Jaguars do against him. It doesn't even deserve mention to talk about number 87, Travis Kelsey, and 15, Patrick Mahomes. 
Obviously, the Jaguars come in and say, we got to find a way to stop that. We'll know right away whether they're doing a good job or that or not. We also have to keep an eye on number one for Jacksonville. Travis Etienne, their outstanding running back, is on a hot streak. He's got over 100 yards in his last five games. The Chiefs, when they met the Bills earlier this season, shut him down, but it wasn't really the Chiefs' defense that shut him down so much as it was the Chiefs had the lead. When you have the lead, you're not going to run the ball. You can't use your running back the same way. If this game stays close, if we're talking 7-7 at the end of the first quarter, and the Jaguars are able to hand the ball to ETN and run some clock, this is winning football for them. If they can get a few first downs, if ETN can run for 80, 85 yards in this game and shorten the game, that's another way to play defense against the Chiefs with your offense. So keep your eye on number one, Travis Etienne, whether or not he runs the ball. And a big key will be if the Chiefs get a 14-0 lead, I don't think the Jaguars are going to be in a spot where they can just sit there and hand it off. Again, they fell behind against Kansas City earlier this year, and Etienne only had 45 yards rushing in that game. The footing could be an issue. The weather could be an issue. Jacksonville, a lot of people don't know this. My sister lived there for 30 years, but it can get cold. To say that Jacksonville can't practice in cold weather is not right. This is not Miami. There are plenty of 40-degree days in Jacksonville uh, throughout the football season. So if that's what it is, it's 40 degrees here. Now, snow and ice or things like that, no, they, they can't really prepare for that. There's a, a crazy stat out there about Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback for the Jaguars, that he's never lost on a Saturday in his life. That includes, like, Little League, high school, college, and professional football. He's never ever lost a Saturday game. Now, you don't play many as a high school player, but he never lost a Saturday game as a college quarterback. That is insane. And now he's playing on a Saturday against the Chiefs. Christian Kirk is his number one receiver. Chiefs left to keep an eye on him. They're going to look for one-on-one matchups. The Jaguars will. If they can get Kirk isolated in the one-on-one matchup, Lawrence is not afraid to throw to him at all. Zay Jones has been coming on strong as a receiver for the Jaguars as they've gotten better since the Chiefs have played them. There's also a connection here with the Jaguars and the Tampa Bay team that beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And I don't think anybody's really talked about this this week. There's a similarity between Jacksonville and Tampa in this regard. Jacksonville's defensive coordinator, Mike Caldwell, was on the Tampa staff that lost to the Chiefs and gave up over 500 yards to the Chiefs and then turned around several weeks later in the Super Bowl with a completely different defensive scheme that the Chiefs weren't ready for and shut down the Chiefs' defense. Okay, Mike, Mike Caldwell, their defensive coordinator, was part of that Tampa staff. So he saw what happened, that if you play the Chiefs a second time, you come with a completely different defense. This has me concerned a little bit that the Jaguars will do something that the Chiefs are not prepared for. I don't know what it is. I'm not a defensive coordinator. I can't you know, give you any... I, I know this. The call that Tampa made was pretty simple. They, they got torched by the Chiefs deep downfield in the regular season. The Chiefs just went up and down the field with big plays. Man coverage, all those things. And then they, in the Super Bowl, Tampa said, we're not playing that defense. We're going to lay back and see if Mahomes is patient enough to beat us underneath. And he wasn't. The Chiefs have changed their offense dramatically since then. Andy Reid is of the belief that he can beat both styles of defense. Now, Pretty much everybody's been doing against the Chiefs what Tampa did in the Super Bowl. They're playing back. They're not giving up the big plays. And they're saying, beat us underneath. But the Chiefs have more than proven, as Mahomes is the MVP this year, that they will beat you underneath. The aforementioned Jarek McKinnon is a big part of that. 
The Chiefs beat you underneath with gash plays. Maybe not 40-yard plays. Who won't take 17 on any screen pass? I will. If there has been one real weakness to Patrick Mahomes' game this year, what is it? The Chiefs' one real weakness with Mahomes' game this year has been when his big target receivers downfield on bombs, big plays, are open, he has missed them. He has overthrown, he has underthrown, he's thrown to the right, and he's thrown to the left. He has not done it on the deep ball. When you think about some that he threw to Tyreek Hill over the years, remember how awkward some of those looked. Even the wasp play, it almost looked like Tyreek Hill was standing there fair catching a punt. That ball was just thrown to an area, and Hill made the play. And I can recall many, many plays where Tyreek Hill adjusted on the ball or just flat out ran it. Saw the ball in the air and ran it down. It was overthrown a little bit and then made the catch. They don't seem to have the receiver with the skill set to do that. These throws need to be delivered on target. I'm only asking the question. I'm not predicting they're going to do this because you're playing with fire. But if you know your pass defense isn't great, and the Jaguars isn't, their pass rush has gotten better. Over the last five games, they're number two in the NFL with a 39% pressure rate. That's a massive improvement since they played the Chiefs the last time. Although pressuring Mahomes is different than pressuring anyone else. Mahomes is number one in the league against pressure, and the Kansas City offensive line is number one in pass blocking against pressure. They just don't, they just don't give it up. So it is a dangerous thing. But if you think you're better at that, uh, and, and you know Mahomes just won an MVP by dinking and dunking more than ever, why wouldn't you roll the dice a little bit here and say, you know what? Maybe we'll protect underneath. Let's see if they can connect on three short plays and move the chains. Let's play them up tight. And if they adjust and want to go deep, let's take the chance that Mahomes doesn't complete the pass. Does that sound dangerous to you? Well, I would ask you, what's more dangerous? Pressuring the man, which doesn't seem to work a whole lot. Pressuring him? You want to do that? Or do you want to say, hey, there's a chance if we make him throw it 50 yards, he can't complete it. I think I may do the reverse from Jacksonville of what Tampa did. I may switch what I did defensively last time and say, we'll, we're not going to give you the short stuff. We're not going to let you move the chains on us. If you can beat us deep downfield with a 65-yard touchdown pass, knock yourself out. We don't think you can do it. Nobody's asked this question this year. I mean, seriously, nobody's, nobody's tried this. Everybody's adjusted and said, well, we just believe Mahomes can beat us downfield even though Tyree Kill isn't here. But nobody's really asked the question and said, can you do it? I think there is a possibility the Jaguars try to force that, and that means Mahomes could have four or five passes downfield that could decide this ballgame. It be very, very fascinating to watch. Sean Hockley and his crew are the officiating crew. They have the second most flags thrown in the NFL at 15 per game. Penalties, flags could be thrown. Generally speaking, the NFL tells its officiating crews, don't throw so many flags in the postseason. My fear for the Chiefs here is roughing the passer calls. Extending drives for Jacksonville with roughing the passer. The Chiefs, for whatever reason, have been caught up in some of these plays. Whether it's they don't do the crocodile roll and land on the guy or whatever it may be, there have been some costly roughing the passer calls for Kansas City this year, so we're going to be watching that one. I like the Chiefs in this game. I like them to win by 10 or more. I think they do 
cover the spread. What I like about the Chiefs is they're the all-time Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, the all-time leading combination, leading scoring combination in playoff history. I think they put their foot on the gas and don't let up. I don't, again, this is weather permitting. I don't think the weather will be a giant factor, but it could. It absolutely could be a big factor. And I think Andy just goes pedal the metal. I don't, I think they, I mean, he's going to look at this and say, no lead is safe. We could be up 27 nothing. It ain't safe. It wasn't safe against the Broncos. It wasn't safe for the Chargers last week. We are going to go, 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 go. And if you get somewhere at 12 minutes in the fourth quarter and you're up by 21 points and you want to try to run the football, run the football. But not anywhere before that. I think it is score, 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 score on every drive. And hopefully the Chiefs defense makes a couple of big plays, winning the turnover. Look, the Chiefs are three games away. If the Chiefs win the turnover battle by two in their next three games, they're Super Bowl champs. I mean, that's really reducing it down to what it is. The Chiefs take If the Chiefs go three games without a turnover, we're going to have a parade. I firmly believe that. So, you know, obviously that's something you watch for, but we know that about football. Anything can happen in these games. That's why the NFL is so crazy. And again, the Jaguars were good at this. They had three takeaways and an onside kick. That's four possessions they stole from the Chiefs in the last game. The Chiefs still had almost 500 yards and 27 points. So let's go. That Jacksonville uh, secondary is not great, and let's see what the Chiefs can do. I am ready for some playoff football on Saturday afternoon. One change this weekend in the NFL from the regular season. I hate when the NFL does this. A bunch of fans noticed in an Eagles game late in the season that the holder would find something like a clump of grass or leaf or something from the field, and he would place it right where he's going to hold the football for the kicker. Many teams have done this and do this. Remember back in the day, you'd see the the holder put his fingers down on the ground and say, this is where the tip of the ball is going to be, right here and put it down there or indent the field or do something. It's against the rules to do any of those things. And so the NFL says, we're going to crack down on the playoffs. So they've just told these teams that are doing this all season long that you can't do it. You can't place a foreign object there. You can't mark the spot. You can't do whatever. It's in the rule book, and they've never enforced it. But now that the playoffs are here, they're going to enforce it. I find that amazing that the NFL changes things in season, but they do. The other games, here we go. No Lee Sterling this week. You got Kev. Here we go. The Giants and the Eagles. This is a division game. The Giants have played well. The Giants run the football every bit as well as the Eagles. They are as well coached, if not better coached than the Eagles. They are on the road, but it's a division game. They know each other inside and out. I'm taking the Giants plus seven and a half. I will not fall off my chair if the Giants win this game. I'll be surprised. I think the Eagles are about a... 70% chance of winning this game, 65% chance of winning this game, only because Jalen Hurts has consistently made plays all year and Daniel Jones hasn't. Daniel Jones made those plays last week in the playoffs, and Jalen Hurts has a shoulder injury still. They say he's not 100%. Maybe that makes this game more 50-50. I'm taking the Giants and the points in this game. I'm also taking the points with the Cincinnati Bengals. I think the Bengals are the most, well, I think they're the best 53 players in the AFC. Maybe the best 53 in the NFL, I can't go. The Giant, uh, the Niners have a, a ridiculous roster. They have a ridiculous roster. They don't have Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes, but they have an insane roster. So the best 53 with the combination of a quarterback who's just a stone-cold killer is the Cincinnati Bengals to me. And they're getting five and a half points. I'm taking the points here. 
I think the Bengals win this one outright. 31-27 over the Bills. I'm taking the points. I will also take the San Francisco 49ers because of the roster that I just talked about. Look, I love what I love Dallas's A game, and Dallas's A game can go to San Francisco and win. Remember, we're talking about Brock Purdy at quarterback for the 49ers. And if Dak Prescott goes and plays like he played last week, Dallas is going to win this game. If he goes out and doesn't turn it over, throws three touchdown passes, Dallas is going to beat the Niners. But the, the Cowboys have shown no ability this season to put a bunch of great games together. They have played well at times against bad teams, which they did last week. And then they go play maybe the best defense in the league in the San Francisco 49ers. And I don't see it. I think the Cowboys struggle to score 20 in this game. And San Francisco covers the number. I'm going to go 27-17 San Francisco 49ers over the Dallas Cowboys. There's the way I see your weekend. Enjoy these games. It's going to be something. Now, everybody loves to buy a jersey or a shirt or something this time of year. I was turned on to something by my buddy, Dr. Bill Bush, over at NKC Dental, who obviously his staff wears scrubs. And anybody in healthcare that wears scrubs, he's, there's this site called tiscrubs.com. And his wife got involved in, over the last few years, designing and developing, because there was such a craze here in Kansas City over Patrick Mahomes, like these Patrick Mahomes scrubs for healthcare workers to wear. And they worked with the NFLPA and the NFL uh, uh, marketing. They got, they got licensed. I, did, I had no idea. They make scrubs for all these great players. They may, if you work in healthcare, like if you work in healthcare and know somebody that does, you got to tell them to go to this site. It's the only place to get them. TISCrubs.com. You can wear a Mahomes. It's cool. It says Mahomes all over it. It has 15 on the back and a number. Like if you're a nurse or you work in scrubs, you can wear these to work as long as your employer allows it. It's fantastic. You can, they've got Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott. The Tom Brady one is awesome. It's generic. It's like this dark gray, the steel gray, and has Brady's face on it and it says Brady. But it's generic now. They've already got the generic Brady jersey because who knows where he's going. Oh, yeah, Travis Kelsey's there. Sure, sure. They're 15% off. I thought I saw there's a click box when it comes up. When I looked at it this morning, it says 15% off. They also have ones that are more subtle that don't have the stuff all over them. It's just like a Chiefs-colored one that has a, a pocket where the pocket is. It has Mahomes' picture on it. And then over on the side, it says Mahomes. They also have the, the oh, I don't know, the, like, the you know, you have to wear a badge. If you're in healthcare, you wear your little badge and you're, they have those things with Chiefs logos on them and stuff. If you know a healthcare worker, get them to this site for the playoffs. They should be wearing these during the playoffs. I had no idea. I mean, I thought everything was done. I thought everything had been trademarked and done as far as swag that fans can buy. Now they make it specially for healthcare workers. Or if you just want to be comfortable sitting around your house watching a Chiefs game, wear your scrubs. You can get the pants. You can get the, the top. It's got Mahomes on it or Chiefs or whatever. It's unbelievable. Who knew they were doing this? I got to thank Dr. Bush for putting me on. I need to go. I need to schedule an appointment and see his whole staff must be wearing them at North Kansas City Dental. They must be. The website is tiscrubs.com. That's Tom Iris, T-I, tiscrubs.com. If you go to that website, they are right there. If you have a spouse or you're in healthcare or know somebody or you're, we got doctors that listen, get them for your staff. What a great thing to get for your nurses, your staff, all your healthcare workers. 
tiscrubs.com. Rep the Chiefs or rep the team or the player that you love. You can get them all. They're, all the NFL stuff is right there. It's crazy. Who knew? It's NFL playoff time. Apparently, everything is available, right? All right, also in sports, the Royals have made a, a it sounds like a big, well, it's, it's definitely a big name signing. Whether it's a big deal or not, I don't know. But it's a big name signing. Raldis Chapman, 34 years old, signs with the Royals, a seven-time All-Star closer, was booted from the Yankees roster at the end of last year because he missed a team meeting. So he was not on the playoff roster. And he was miffed and he pouted. He's had problems before. He's had some domestic violence issues. Raldis Chapman is like, not reliable at this point, okay? But there is a hope that he's still trying to prove something on a one-year deal, that he can get a bigger deal somewhere. That's why he's in Kansas City. The Royals are taking a chance here on Araldis Chapman. $3.7 million. It's not that much of a chance. There's incentives involved in this. I think the Royals are going to give him every chance to be the closer. The Yankees had moved him out of that. I think he'll take it. This is interesting. For the Royals. I don't, I don't, I got to think about this longer before I give you an opinion on whether I think this will work. If the arm is still there, I think it works. And I think what the Royals are thinking is we love a motivated player that has been great. That's been through it. I don't know what kind of a role model he is for anybody younger. It doesn't strike me as he's that guy, but this is worth a shot. This is what you do when you're the Royals. You take this chance. Raldis Chapman has been a beast in his career, seven-time All-Star as a closer. I mean, this guy's one of the greats of all time. Obviously, what's he been clocked at? 102? 102 miles an hour? I mean, just a flamethrower. Let's give it a shot. Let's see what's left in the arm. Royals are willing to give him a shot and see what happens. No word read on Trevor Bauer, right? We don't know. Trevor Bauer still out there? After his suspension has been lifted? A lot of you have written me and said that would be a good fit for the Royals. We'd have to discuss that one. That's been a high-profile deal um, that we're not getting into today. Too many other things. We'll get into that somewhere down the road. I am proud of the National Hockey League. They have made a powerful statement in defense of Overoff, the player that plays for the Philadelphia Flyers, that refused to put the gay pride jersey on pregame to go skate and warm up. It was basically a warm-up jersey and refused to use the gay pride sticks that they had. It was gay pride night for the Flyers. And he said, I'm not wearing that. I'm not going out there and skating in that. I'm not doing that. After the game, he was asked about it. He said, I respect them. I respect all people. I have no ill will toward anyone. He said, but I'm going to follow my religion. He's been blasted for being religious, of course. He's been blasted for standing by his religion and all those other things. And I explained a couple days ago on the podcast that, look, there's a difference between respecting someone and allowing them to live their life peacefully for who they are and celebrating what they are. Honoring or celebrating someone that you don't believe or agree with. There's a complete difference. You can leave someone alone and respect them as a human being. That does not mean you have to honor or celebrate their lifestyle. I can come up with 100 lifestyles right now that you wouldn't want to celebrate and honor based on what your lifestyle is. But if you ran into them at Walmart and they they dropped something or fell to the ground, you'd reach down and help them and lift them up. You respect them as a human being. You don't judge them by one thing. This is the problem with the left is they judge people on some sort of identification. 
It's ridiculous. Conservatives don't do that. You see somebody that falls and hurts themselves, you help them up. You don't go, oh, I'm not going to help that gay person. It's ridiculous. It's all ridiculous. The NHL put out a powerful statement in defense of this player and said, we encourage and support our players to be active and mindful of their life and encourage them to support causes that they feel important, which means they basically said, we encourage you to say in front of the cameras, I'm religious, this is who I am, and that's okay. And the NHL has completely supported him for what he did and has made a powerful statement to athletes all around their league, be you. And if your team comes up with some wackadoodle thing for you to go out there and be some sort of a prop on the ice in front of fans so they can virtue signal to a very tiny, small minority of people in this country, you don't have to be that prop. You don't have to be a circus clown. You don't have to be that. The NHL has clearly said you don't have to. God, I love that. That's fantastic. Remember what they did to the Royals players that wouldn't take the jab and go to Toronto? And you remember people's feedback on that from the left? You remember the hate? Where was MLB? I mean, the Players Association stood by the players, but that's the only reason they were allowed to not get the clot shot. That's the only reason they were allowed not to get it is they, they were in a union. But there was no defense by Major League Baseball. We respect their right. We encourage them to be their own men. I never heard that from the Royals or Major League Baseball. What I heard was, well, we're disappointed they won't be with us and can't go play. Way to go, NHL. Very, very proud of you. Good work. All right, KKHI is brought to you by Window World. I'm going to the game Saturday with John Gillette and his wife, Lee, from Window World. They're wonderful people. They, of course, won the J.D. Power and Associates Award once again this year. They win them all the time. They are simply the best for less. American-made windows, doors, and siding. You can get a free estimate and analysis at your home. If you want to to have Window World out, they are so professional. They're great. They come right to you. There is never any pressure. They'll write up a bid. They'll drive away. They'll let you think about it, and it's on your time. 816-799-0820 for the professionals at Window World, the official windows of the Kansas City Chiefs. You want these windows in your home? They will save you money, and they will last a lifetime. They'll lower your energy costs. WindowsKansasCity.com. Windowworld.com, 816-799-0820. John and his team will hook you up. Roberts Robinson, Chevrolet Buick GMC in Excelsior Springs, home of the lifetime warranty. Right now, they've got a $100 rebate on four tires. If you need new tires, Roberts Robinson is the way. They'll pick your car up, put your tires on, drive it back to you. Who does that? Roberts Robinson does. Call them and ask for details. 816 826-1563. If you'd like to build your own GM, exactly like you like it, call Tim Trader at that same number. He will help you out. He'll build you anything you want, exactly the way you want it, with every possible discount and the lowest possible price. 816-826-1563. RobertsRobinson.com, home of the Lifetime Warning. Finch Knife Company, I gave my man Spence. Happy birthday to Spencer. Weekend man of KKHI. Saturday is his uh, 33rd birthday. Happy birthday, Spence. He got a brand new Finch pocket knife for his birthday, some other things as well. And he's very happy with that. He loves to go camping. They climb the mountains out there in Arizona. He goes camping alone sometimes. The knife's going to come in handy. Goes perfectly in his kit. 
He's a little more handy, outdoorsy, and more able to fix things than I am. He's tougher than I am. That's all I can say. I'm soft. He's tough. That's it. That's all I got. Finchknifeco.com is the place to get one and give it as a gift or see them at Shields in Overland Park. And our friends at Advanced Medical Imaging, they say, see what's inside. And you can see what's inside by logging on to medimageks.com. Or call Tricia and make that appointment for an MRI or CT scan or schedule your heart scan now. Find out your plaque score. This costs out of pocket under 100 bucks. 785-856-0224. All these fine sponsors are at thekklist.com. Folks, you got to scroll all the way down on the KK list to see everyone. I got an email from a gentleman yesterday. Said, I didn't see anybody that sells insurance there. And I said, yep, there's, there's insurance there. Integrity Insurance is right there on the list. They're not a podcast advertiser, but they're on the KK list. So if you keep scrolling down, you'll see all kinds of sponsors that have become part of the KK list that are not part of the podcast. You don't hear them on the podcast, but they're there. This is a resource for you to go see great conservative local businesses, goods and services that you can do business with. If you want to switch or if you're looking for someone or need somebody, this man was looking for a new insurance policy. My guy, Richard Smith, is your man. Integrity Insurance, it's right there at the KK list. Just go to the KKList.com, scroll down. If you're looking for insurance or want to change insurance, it's right there. We also have a benefits company there uh, for your company. If you're looking for health insurance or benefits for your business that can save you money, Jay Hepler's awesome. We've got all kinds of people on the KK list that are not part of the podcast. So frequent it, go there, check it out, go see what's there. And maybe it's something you need and you'll know that we've screened them. We know them and they're great listeners of the podcast, which means we've got an awful lot in common and you may want to do business with them. We'd be honored if you went to the kklist.com, the kklist.com. Oh, how about this? Joe Biden went to California because they got a whole bunch of rain. He went to drought stricken California to talk about flooding. And how they, of course, need probably billions of dollars from the federal government. And so he's there, and Gavin Newsom's there. And the first question asked is, of course, about the classified documents. He says, man, I'm tired of this. The people are tired of this. They want you to ask about the rain and stuff. I'm like, no, I don't think they really want to ask about the rain. Look, Joe Biden's done 100 things worse than these classified documents. I'm, I'm documented on that this week. I've said that many times. I don't think there's anything national security-wise there. But... There could be something that compromises Biden's integrity as president of the United States because of business dealings he's had in the past. But we sort of know that as voters, don't we? Coming in, don't we sort of know that as voters? That we just expect our politicians to be fiscally corrupt. They're going to spend our money at free will, and they're going to use their power for leverage to make money for themselves. I think that's now a given. But I'd still like to see it and like to know. The headline here is Biden said he has no regrets about these documents. After just destroying Trump and putting his people on Trump for having these documents, Biden says he has no regrets. He blames other people for it. He said it was poor filing on, the ha- on behalf of others. Okay, no regrets blaming others. Yep, sounds like a liberal to me. Perfect. Wouldn't expect anything else out of Joe Biden on this deal. Ooh, Alec Baldwin, the actor's in some trouble here. They threw the book at him in New Mexico, as you can, for involuntary manslaughter, which is what this was. By definition, he involuntarily killed somebody. Right? I had this discussion with my mom yesterday. We went and saw a movie. 
I took her to see A Man Called Otto with Tom Hanks. I wanted to see this. I know Tom Hanks is a liberal. He is a phenomenal actor. It is a ridiculously great movie that is not what you think. You've seen the promos. You think, oh, this is a grumpy old man. He is a grumpy old man. You will not believe the story. You will not believe what unfolds. You will not believe how many times your heart will feel warm and wonderful and how many times you will cry. You want to see a, there's nothing, there's nothing here. There's no, uh, uh, it's not violent. It's not, the language isn't bad. It's just an unbelievable human story that has twists and turns to it. That you just go, what? Wow. As it unfolds, you'll love it. She loved it. We were talking about Alec Baldwin and she said, oh, he's going to get off. I said, he may. But it, it, this is what you should do. You should, somebody got shot and killed, okay? Bring charges. Let's have a trial. Let's let a jury decide. In this case, I don't think Alec Baldwin's going to go to a trial, and I don't think he should. If he can get some kind of a massive fine here and bail or, or uh, probation, I think he's going to take it. Now, the question is, would the prosecutors take that deal, or do they want to see him in jail for... 12 months or something like that. I don't know. I know this. The man is anti-gun in an anti-gun state. He was illegally holding because he doesn't have a permit for a gun. He was illegal holding an illegal gun that was loaded with ammunition and fired at a person and killed them. Okay, that happened. You know, missing from all this is he's anti-gun. He wants gun-free zones. He doesn't want to have a gun permit. He doesn't want to have guns, but he makes his living faking shooting guns. What he had was, without a permit, in a state that's got strong anti-gun laws, New Mexico, they're liberal, some strong anti-gun laws, I'm certain the gun was, he was possessing it illegally. First and foremost, he could have been charged with illegally possessing a firearm. He has no training. He has no permit. He had a loaded gun. And he fired it at a person and killed them. I mean, just the gun laws alone, they could come after him. The gun laws that he wants, that he has been out there screaming about, if nothing else, just possessing and holding the gun was a crime. Does it matter if you pick up, if you see a gun in a trash can on the street corner and you don't have a permit and you've never had any training and you've never done a background check, and you pick that gun out of a trash can and you think it's empty or on lock and you just fired at somebody and shoot and kill them, have you broken any gun laws? The man basically had a found gun. The person handed him a gun. He said, handed me this gun. Oh, I got this gun. It's loaded. You're illegally possessing it. Where's that charge? Illegal possession of a firearm. Where's that? At the very least, that was his crime. He's doing all Biden. He's blaming others, of course. I think the dude ought to take a plea deal. Why would you want to get dragged through a trial and have this out in public? I think I, if I can get, I'm serious. If I'm Alec Baldwin right now and I can get like six months in some luxury white collar place and a fine, I think I'm taking it and ending this. I'm out. I'm just done. Uh, millions have already been paid to the family of Helena Hutchins. But Baldwin is in trouble, and so is the armorist. The armorist should be in much bigger trouble. Well, maybe not. I don't know. Baldwin's the producer of the whole thing. He was the movie producer. He was the boss. He ultimately is in charge of the whole thing. 
And I think a lot of times in our society, we don't hold the person in charge accountable nearly enough as we do for the wrongdoings of people beneath them, especially when they know what's going on. And on this set, there had been live ammunition fired prior to that. There had been people quitting the set because they thought it was dangerous. And Alec Baldwin was in charge. I don't know. I don't know what happens. Some actors go to trial and they become sympathetic figures and you get the right jury and they get off. I, I don't know what happens if it goes to trial. If it goes to trial, uh, people are going to pay attention. It will be a big, big story. We'll see what happens with Alec Baldwin. Tony Dungy, the celebrity Tony Dungy here, not the football analyst Tony Dungy, on Twitter has announced that he's going to the March for Life on this Friday, the 20th, in Washington, D.C. This is the pro-life rally. He says he's excited to go to the for the very first time. He's never been. He has millions of views on social media, but mostly what he has is unhinged people on the left coming after him because he's a Christian. And so what are they doing because he's a Christian? They're saying the NFL should fire him, NBC should fire him. They've protected his far right. Really, the, <laughs> you want to fire somebody for being conservative and pro-life. This is, now, this is now the test in media in this country. You can't have your job unless you're crazy left. These people are unhinged. They want him fired. And so what did they come after him? Did they make the argument about abortion? No. They didn't come after Dungy with that one. Did they make an argument that this is dangerous and the March for Life people are awful? Or, no. How did they come after Tony Dungy? And they have come after him in a big way. Nope, not because he's black. Can't do that. Oh, he's an anti-gay bigot. That's right. Tony Dungy put on Twitter, millions of people have seen it, that I'm going to march for, quote, babies who don't have a voice, unquote. And the left comes after him as an anti-gay bigot. I mean, this is just remarkable. These people are awful, just awful. Let them march. Just let them march. They let you march. Let them march, man. I just don't get it. Advantage Termite and Pest Control is the only pest control we've ever used at our home. We're so pleased with them. Aaron and his team are the best. Residential and commercial. There's no project too big. You got a giant warehouse building where they do anything. Advantage tpc.com. Make the switch this year. Bundle and save. They even do lawn work. If you'd like to have the lawn work done, they can do that as well. They're just really good at what they do. They're professionals that come out to your home. You're going to be proud to have them there. Advantage Termite and Pest Control, 913-768-8989. MyPillow.com and MyStore.com. If you make a purchase there this year, you know what they have. They have the pillows, the blankets, the throws, the mattress toppers, the slippers. If you want to support MyPillow.com and Mike Lindell, and support this podcast, just use the promo code KKHI or just call this number. The one number is dedicated to KKHI only. That's 800-923-9034. That's 800-923-9034. I sleep with a MyPillow every night. I have for 15 years. I used to talk about MyPillow on the radio when it first started. When MyPillow first started, I got a MyPillow. And I was like, this is the best pillow I've ever had. I love the MyPillow. I, I do. I just love it. My pillow products are fantastic. I know that you know about them. You know you're supporting a great conservative country uh, company. And you can support the podcast as well by using the promo code KKHI. We get a little kickback if you buy something there. And you put in the promo code KKHI at MyPillowOrMyStore.com. All right, this is our feel-good head of the weekend story of the week. 
There's an actress named Octavia Spencer, and I like her. She was in Hidden Figures. I think she can sing a little bit. I saw, oh, what movie did I just recently see? We watched, we streamed it, and she was in it. I can't remember, doggone it, but I, I recognize her. She's shorter. She's got kind of a round face. She has a beautiful smile, and she's got that one quality that you can tell. Like, you can hate Tom Hanks for being a liberal, but he's got that quality. You just like him, right? There's people like that. And Octavia Spencer has that, and she's having a wonderful career. She is from Montgomery, Alabama, originally. She did the movie Hidden Figures, which was about the black women that worked at NASA that were instrumental in us landing on the moon. She's great. I don't, I've not known her politics. I assume everybody, until otherwise known, that, that they're, they're in Hollywood, that they're part of the, the cult. I just I think that. But then I learned... Octavia Spencer is not. That doesn't mean she's conservative. That's not what this is. But this is something that needs to be said in this country over and over and over. And this is powerful that she said it. She went on a podcast by a host named Mark Marin, And he started asking her leading questions about growing up in Montgomery, Alabama. That Wow, well, there's some heavy SHI going on down there in Alabama when you were growing up. And, you know, isn't it great to be out here in California now? with all the liberals. And she said, you know what? There's heavy stuff everywhere. I thought I was coming to some liberal free place. And then she said, but I was shocked. And it was quote, glaringly obvious that there's more racism in California than there is in Alabama. And he said, oh yeah, but your mom and you know, Alabama. And she said, well, my mom talked about it. I was a child of the 70s. So now she's not some little kid. She says, I was a child of the 70s and it didn't exist in Alabama. My mom taught me about the history. We knew about Selma. We were taught about Dr. King. She went through all this litany of what her mom had taught her, but that was not our experience. He said, well, certainly it affected your family in Alabama. And she said, no, it didn't. Never, not once. But when I came to California, it was glaringly obvious what was going on here. The stuff in Alabama preceded me. It was not part of my family's history. It's gone from Alabama, she said. But when I got here, I'd go to the store and people would follow me. And I would notice that security guards would be moving around and looking at me. I felt it immediately upon getting to California and Los Angeles. Thinking I was going to this liberal place that I'd heard all this stuff about the history of Alabama and, well, now I'm going to a place where everybody, like, no, just the opposite. Mark Maron, the podcast host, was, was stunned. He was taken back. He didn't really know what to do with the interview. I love this line when, the, when asked about her family. No, that stuff preceded me. That was not part of my history in Alabama. Now, this is me, not her. I'd like to interject and give... A little perspective to this story, if I could. Add a little depth. Here it is. Conservative people are nicer than liberal people. Conservative people are more accepting, open, and honest, and believe because we just generally are more optimistic. We believe when we see somebody, they're good. We don't generally see evil everywhere. Now, you can convince me in very short order that you're not a very good person. I'll, I'll flip on a dime. But if I meet a stranger, I will immediately think this is a good person until proven otherwise. I don't think liberals are that way. They literally look at somebody from Alabama 
especially like a white person, and go, "Uh uh-oh, that's a bad person. No, that person didn't do anything to you. So what happens when Octavia Spencer says this? What happens when she bursts the bubble in Hollywood and speaks the truth that she was not a victim of racism in Alabama, that she never really felt anything until she got to L.A. and people started looking at her in stores and following her and paying attention to her, which doesn't really happen in Alabama because it was more integrated. And she went on to say, Alabama's more integrated. We've had a history of all kinds of different people in the South in this country that California didn't have when I moved here. Wow. Octavia Spencer, that, she's got to be our person of the week for that, right? Can you imagine if, if more black celebrities were just honest and just said, look, there is a, look what I've done in my career. Look, look where I am, who I am, what I am. There isn't that much racism in this country. Nobody held me back. Nobody's holding me back. Nobody's holding me down. Nobody looks at me funny because my skin is black. It's just so tired and old the other way. Thank God for people like Octavia Spencer. Go get them, girl. I think I'm going to watch a couple of her movies now. I'm going to look them up and watch a few of them. Cross Kitchens KC has a special through the end of January. Free countertops. No stuff, man. You call Tim Cross, schedule your appointment. You guys agree on doing a project by the end of January, and your countertops are all free. Absolutely free. He's not even trying to make money right now because they're slower. He just wants to keep his crews working. He's doing some break-even projects right now. That means you could save thousands on your project. CrossKitchensKC.com. If you've ever thought about just even a small job, remodeling a bathroom and kitchen or something like that, call him now. Now is the time to do it. CrossKitchensKC.com. And of course, Jocelyn's Jewelry. Valentine's Day around the corner. Jessica bought some Valentine Heart candies. She has a little dish in the pantry. Like, really, is it that close? We had these things almost a month out. That's okay. She likes the little, not the, it's just the little powdery ones. They look like, Sweet tarts, but then they're not tart. She doesn't eat the teal ones. And I don't think it's a Jaguars thing. I said, well, what flavor are these? And I I forget what she told me now. Oh, she said they were, I don't remember. I said, well, they don't taste like that. They taste like a rainbow to me. I actually liked them and she didn't. So I don't think that's why she wasn't eating the teal ones. But she couldn't really identify. It tasted almost like birthday cake to me, but she said it was something else. I, I don't know. Anyway, the point is Valentine's Day is not far away. And you can find a great gift at Jocelyn's for not much money. 95th and Antioch in Overland Park, online at jocelynsjewelry.com, the jeweler you will recommend to your friends and family. Go Chiefs, let's get one. Hit that like, follow, or subscribe button. It's absolutely free. If you'd like to become a member of the patrons of KKHI, you can do that by going to the website, kkhasissues.com. Click on Become a Patron, and you'll get the newsletter this weekend. I have not decided if the newsletter is going to be Saturday or Sunday. I may wait until after the Chiefs game and do the newsletter on Sunday. We'll see how that plays out, but we'd love to have you on board as a patron. It's only $5 a month for the bonus podcast and the weekly newsletter at kkhasissues.com. Thanks for listening to Kevin Keatsman Has Issues, presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC. To get exclusive patrons-only podcasts, receive a weekly newsletter, and attend in-person patrons-only parties, visit kkhasissues.com and become a patron today. This has been a production of Crooked Tail Media Incorporated. (laughs) 